Hello, and welcome to Embassy City Church Podcast. This is a place where all people can experience the love of God through the Word of God. Our prayer is that you will be inspired and transformed. Thank you for joining us today. Well, uh, if you have your Bibles, I want you to go to 1 Timothy chapter number 4. Uh, we are uh, concluding uh, the series Reentry. Uh, with this message today, if if you have been going on this journey with us uh, this entire month, then uh, there have been some things that have been happening in your life uh, that uh, perhaps have been transformative for you uh, that has caused you to be a different kind of person and see things a completely different way uh, because God has been addressing some some areas in your life that needed to be addressed so you could be everything that God has called you to be. Um, this weekend, as we conclude the series, God began to speak to me. I thought I was going uh, one direction, um, not the band, but um, my mind is, so, I have no idea where this stuff comes from. So um, uh, I, I, I thought I was going uh, one way in the, in the Holy Spirit. I, I just love him because if you're sensitive, he will speak to you. And he will say, like, the most practical things to you. And so he was just like, hey, yeah, no, you can't say that because you haven't said this. And I was like, oh, you're smart. <laughs> so uh, let's recap real quick. We, 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 we talked about uh, in, in the beginning of this series, I told you that the Lord dealt with me about the fact that the way I have been leading this church has been based on spiritual trauma and that uh, uh, as that began to heal, that I needed to uh, bring you in on the conversation because there may have been some areas in your life where you have been traumatized as well. doesn't mean you've gone through the same thing that I've gone through. It just means that uh, trauma is trauma. And, and when you go through stuff, uh, there needs to be a space and, and a place where you can heal. The first weekend, we, we, we preached from a message entitled, Come Get Your Sight. We talked about in Acts chapter number 9 how uh, Saul literally had to have scales fall out of his eyes. And by that happening, he was able to see everything differently. Nothing around him changed, but he did. And that's what the reentry uh, uh, title was all about. What happens when you go into familiar territory and everything's the same except you? And so uh, then the, the next week we talked about um, uh, don't leave yourself uh, and the fact that you can't run and go find yourself. The only thing you're going to do is leave yourself because <laughs> when you get traumatized, you actually leave a piece of you wherever you were traumatized and try to run somewhere else and manufacture uh, a different part of you and it's never going to take place. Which brings us to uh, the week three, which was come get yourself. And, 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 and the boldness you have to have to go back into spaces, places, maybe uh, 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 interact with people again that have hurt you. Not so much to reconcile the relationship. If that person is still toxic, you want strong boundaries so that you don't get hurt again. Uh, but you do want to go get yourself back, Right? The love that you, you thought you were never going to have again, you need that back. The, the trust that you can't give to anybody else because of the wounds that you had from that relationship, you need that trust back. Uh, pieces of yourself that you compromised uh, to be with certain people or to, to exist in certain places and spaces, you need to go get yourself back and go, I'm, no, I'm, I'm going to reclaim all of that. And so uh, uh, we talked about that 
uh, uh, last week. And so culminating this week, the title of this message is Keep Yourself. <laughs> Keep Yourself. Right? I'm going to read some scriptures, uh, but, but as I was thinking about this, when the Holy Spirit first uh, gave me these two uh, words with, with, this, with, this, with this exclamation to it, keep yourself. I began thinking about uh, as I grew up. I grew up in um, uh, Pentecostal uh, churches, and uh, before uh, we started referring to uh, 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 God, the Holy Spirit, as the Holy Spirit, he was known as the Holy Ghost. Okay? And there was a statement uh, that was said, pop quiz for those that uh, came out of the same type of environments that I did. The, 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 the statement was, the, the, the Holy Ghost will keep you if you want to be kept. <laughs> right? <laughs> and and, and there's, this, there's this misconception that some people have that, that the Holy Spirit is supposed to rescue you from everything. When he empowers you to do good works. He empowers you to do the right thing, but you, you still have to do it, right? And, and so, and so I, I, want to, uh, I, I want to give you this context so you, you'll understand exactly uh, uh, how to maintain all of the breakthrough, healing, deliverance you've experienced this month. That's going to be maintained by you. And the Holy Spirit is going to empower you for you to maintain yourself. <laughs> now, he's not going to come rescue you out of stuff that he's given you the power to walk away from. I'm going to take my time on this. <laughs> so 1 Timothy chapter number 4. 1 Timothy chapter number 4. I'm going to read three uh, uh, places uh, where, where Paul admonished me Timothy, um, to, to make sure that, that, that I was, I had an eye on me, okay? Here, here, here's what it says in uh, 1 Timothy 4, 16. Keep a close watch on how you live. This is, this is, that's just good right there. Keep a close watch on how you live. It's not on your accountability partner. It's on you. Your accountability partner is there for strength and for courage, but this person is not your parole officer. If you're relying on them to check on you every Friday to make sure you haven't made a mistake, you do not have accountability, you have parole. <laughs> keep a close watch on your keep a close watch on how you live and on your teaching. Stay true to what is right for the sake of your own salvation and for the salvation of those who hear you. Strong admonishment. First Timothy chapter number five, verse 22 says this: "Never be in a hurry about appointing a church leader." Don't share in the sins of others. Keep yourself pure. 2 Timothy 2, 21. 
if you keep yourself pure, you will be a special utensil for honorable use. Your life will be clean and you will be ready for the master to use you for every good work. It's good stuff. Keep yourself. Bow your heads. Let's pray over the word, shall we? Holy Spirit, help us to keep us. Amen. That's just a good, that's just a good prayer to pray in the morning. Lord, will you help me keep me? Now, let me explain to you why I'm dressed like a 90s R&B singer. <laughs> I know this is not going past your attention. I know you've noticed this. I know you've had questions during meet and greet. Perhaps when I came up and worshiped the Lord, all white, huh? Well, well. Let me give you the context to this. I'm a very, y'all know, I'm, I'm, I'm simple. I need stuff simple. If it's not simple, I get confused, okay, with my own self. So I have to be, I have to keep it real with me, I have to keep, and it has to be simple with me. The Lord started talking to me about this, and, and, and the first thing I thought about is how different I go about my day when I have on white. Bow your heads. The sermon's over. <laughs> y'all are like, got it, Tim. Thank you. And we're done, right? Like, <laughs> y'all are like, ah ha ha. Right? All white sneaks. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be this easy today. This is, this is fantastic. White tea. White pants. Yo. First of all, I'm fresh. Okay. But number two, whenever I have on white anything, I run my day completely differently than if I just had on blue jeans and a black T-shirt. The way I walk is different. Where I walk is different. What I eat is different. How I eat is different. <laughs> Everything. When you have on all white, is completely different than if you have on any other color. And so this is the, the most practical way I could, I could relate to keeping yourself pure. Because when you go about your day wearing all white, it becomes, it becomes very, very clear how easy it is to get dirty. You just don't notice it as much with any other garment on. But put on all white, and you are like, where'd this happen at? <laughs> have you ever had on something all white, and you look down, and there's a smudge, and you're like, where have I been? <laughs> all I did was get in the car and get out. Car? Car? Tell me something, car. Right? It just makes everything different. Last night... There was a couple of wrinkles in these pants, so I went to iron them, and I got, I, I'm, I'm bougie. 
Okay, I was about to say this much. A little bit bougie, right? And so I have like the, the, the whatever that shark iron is, right? I, I need that, sh- the, the steamer, right? I just needed to blast everything. So I'm ironing the pants, and I hit the steam button. And I hit the steam button, and like the steam, so hot with the water, it's been sitting in there that it made like a rust-colored speck hit my white pants. I was like, I haven't pinned them on yet, and I've already stained them? I never noticed that with any of the jeans I have. It's probably been doing that to all my pants. The revelation is now that I have on white, I can see it better. Paul says, hey, hey, Tim, keep yourself pure. You you need to live your life as if you have on all white everything. Now, there has been a misconception uh, 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 with, with people that, 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 that uh, 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 in, a, in a great attempt to, to love Jesus better, they have, they have interpret that, interpreted that to mean that you shouldn't have been, be around anybody or anything where you could get dirty. One doesn't mean the other. What it means is, hey, hey, th- th- there's going to be environments that you interact with, they're going to be dirty. I don't want you to care about what's going on with them. Watch yourself. You don't have to watch them, but you do have to watch you. I remember years ago, uh, uh, we went to a party. And we went to this party, and there, 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 was, there were people um, who were, I, I think they were operating in the prophetic. Uh, we, we, we were, I was born and raised in, in, in California, and there were people at this party that were operating in the prophetic because uh, they were smoking weed about two decades before it was legalized. I think they just felt it coming. So they started early. So they were smoking little joints and marijuana and all this kind of stuff. And um, we, we never, I have never smoked weed in my life, okay? Uh, but you couldn't tell that day based on where I was. So, and then when you get in an environment where where it's going on, you you become kind of immune to it. So I didn't know how much marijuana was being smoked until I got home. And my dad, who had had prior experience with said plant. Almost blew his lid off the smell. Where have you been? Were y'all smoking weed? I can't even smell it no more. But he could. And I'm so grateful that God gave me a communication gift. (laughs) 
for it was because of this gift <laughs> that I missed what I know to have been probably the worst whooping of my life up until that point. I was like, Father, come. <laughs> Let us reason together. There are certain attributes and behaviors that go along with this uh, 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 experience of becoming high. I would like you to take me through them now and see if I have really interacted with this thing or if I've just been in close proximity to some people who have interacted with this thing. Thank God he realized we were not high and we moved on. But, but, the, but the experience of being around some stuff that's bad is different from you understanding and being consciously aware of what's going on with your self. So I have an all white, and, and, and even though I'm more aware of myself, it's not like I'm not, oh, I'm not going to do hug time today. Mm -mm. Too much makeup in the room. <laughs> I can't risk Mac on the shoulder. No, I'm still going to interact. But, but at the end of the day, when I look, I'll go, oh, I know where that's from because I know where I've been. Doesn't mean some stuff doesn't show up. It just means that you are consciously aware of where it came from. See, when you live a reckless life, you just run through everything and look down and go, I'm dirty and I don't care. God loves me. I got a new laundry detergent called Grace. And so it doesn't matter where I go and how I live, at least I got the stain remover. No, I'm not trying to pick up stains. But that doesn't mean I'm trying to avoid people either. So, so I want to give you the three things that will help you keep yourself. It's just three things. Three things to help you keep yourself. These three things, if you do them, you are guaranteed to be living a life that is incredibly fulfilling and productive. Point number one, please write this down. You need self-awareness. You need to be self-aware. Wearing white keeps me self-aware. It does not keep me self-conscious. Self-awareness and self-conscious are two different things. I don't want to be so conscious of self that I can't interact with the people around me and, and, and I'm so consumed with, 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 with everything I say and everything I do that, that I can't even enjoy the moment. But I do want to be self-aware. And if you are self-aware, if you're a self-aware person, God will love the interaction and you will love it back. Now, let me tell you how important self-awareness is. Self-awareness is uh, uh, so very important and so vital that the first place we see it show up is in the third chapter of Genesis. Th this is how early self-awareness shows up in the Bible. This is after uh, Adam and Eve uh, have, have uh, partaken of the forbidden fruit and uh, uh, Jesus, I'm sorry, God comes in the, the cool of the day. This is starting at Genesis chapter number three, verse eight. Here's what it says. When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they heard God coming, okay? So they hid from the Lord 
amongst the trees. Now, if you hear your daddy coming, the only reason why you would hide is if you are aware of what's going on. Except they weren't aware. They were conscious of what was going on, but awareness was, was not there right now, okay? The type of awareness we're talking about. Then the Lord God called to the man, where are you? He replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Who told you that you were naked? Because the, the word naked hasn't even been in the... Nobody used naked until just now. <laughs> the Lord God asked, have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? Now, with a question that direct, shouldn't the answer just been yes? You know what, sir? Yes. I have messed up. It's not his answer. Here's his answer. It was the woman you gave me. Remember when you put me to sleep, woke me back up, she was fine, so I married her? Remember her? She the reason why I ate this fruit. He flunked the test. So he moves on to the, to the woman. Because women are usually brighter, smarter than men. Then the Lord God asked the woman, what have you done? The serpent deceived me. She replied, that's why I ate it. <laughs> I'm going to give you all a milder interpretation. It was 40% off. That's why I bought it. Ha! Ah! This is, this was a test. In self-awareness, the first self-awareness question asked in the entire Bible was to Adam when he asked him, where are you? That was not a geolocational question. He was not looking for Adam. Adam, boy, you high good. Adam, eh? where are y'all? Garden's too big and too thick and too luscious. I can't find you. Where are y'all? He, he wasn't trying to find them. He wanted to know if they could find themselves. All the married couples in the room, when you get married, your spouse asks you, uh, your, your spouse will ask you, what's wrong with you? And you will say, nothing. Before they asked the question, they knew there's something wrong. The problem you're having is that before you got married, when you asked yourself the same question, you didn't have to answer. I'm going to go slow. I'm going to go slow. Before you got married, you would ask yourself the same questions, but you never had to answer yourself. You turn on the TV. 
You listen to music. You jump in the car and ride away. You drink something. You smoke something. You, you, you act out in, in a certain type of way. When you get married, now you are talking to you outside of you back to you. What is wrong? Nothing. I'd rather you just say, I don't want to talk about it right now, than to lie. The question is, is meant to produce a, a, a fact-finding mission. I have to go find out what's wrong with me. Adam, where are you? L let me tell you exactly where I am. I am hiding. In, I am hiding amongst something you told me to manage. I have literally buried myself in my work. I'm so scared to come out and talk to you about what's been going on with me. It is hard for me to face the fact that I got played by a serpent. This has nothing to do with Eve. This has something to do with me. I had every opportunity to slap that apple out of her. It wasn't an apple, but whatever fruit it was, we always get the picture of an apple in our head, but it wasn't an apple. But I had every opportunity to slap that fruit out of her hand. I didn't. She talked to me about it. I was thinking to myself, shouldn't eat, shouldn't eat, shouldn't eat it. Got the whole garden, got the whole garden, got the whole garden. But my wife's so fine. I mean, she's so fine. Why you make her so fine, though? If she didn't look that good, I wouldn't even, oh, man. Still be naming monkeys and stuff. But it's on me. It's not even on her. It's on me. I think the whole garden experience would have been completely different if he would have been self-aware. Eve? What happened here? You know what? I kept going by that tree every day. I knew I wasn't supposed to be over there. I went by there every single day. And just this, I know you said we could have everything except that one thing. And there's some, I don't know what it is, but as soon as you said I couldn't have that one, that's the one I wanted. Ooh. I should have been satisfied with everything else in this garden. But then you said I couldn't have that one. And I'm like, why? <laughs> and that why made me compromise my integrity. And because I compromised my integrity, I know I'm naked now. I know stuff I shouldn't know. My innocence has been compromised because of this. My purity has been compromised because of this. And I am wrong. I think God would have responded in a completely different way. But because they just kept blame shifting and couldn't own any of it, Listen, you won't be able to keep yourself if it's everybody else's fault. You're just not going to be able to do it. You cannot keep yourself if it's everybody else's fault. I know trauma happened to you. Sometimes it happened to, to a lot of us at a time that we didn't have control over it. But I'm talking about the recurring, the, 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 you can't stay traumatized and keep blaming it on something that's 20 years old. Now, you might be reacting out of something that was 20 years old, but now that you know better, you have to do better. You got to put some boundaries in place. It's nobody else's fault at this point now. You grow. And it's time for you to start ex accepting responsibility for your own behavior and, and, and relying on the Holy Spirit to empower you to do the right things. Right? The reason why I, I, I keep on going to Krispy Kreme, because that light is on. There's four other ways you can go home. 
You don't even got to pass that street. You playing you. You have to keep you. Point number two, please write this down. The second thing you need uh, uh, in order to keep yourself is submission. You need to have a posture and a mindset that I'm going to be submitted to whatever the Lord tells me to do. Submission is a posture of the heart before it is ever a, 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 a posture of the body. So let me give you uh, Matthew chapter number 26, verses, starting at uh, the 36th verse. Uh, th- th- this is my go-to because uh, uh, our chief apostle Jesus exemplified this for us, okay? Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane, okay? Then Jesus went with them to the uh, olive grove called Gethsemane, and he said, sit here while I go over there to pray. He took Peter and Zebedee's two sons, James and John, and he became anguished and distressed. Now, there's, there's, there's uh, 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 years, thousands of years of prophecy that, 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 that the Messiah would come and that the Messiah would uh, die for the sins of the world, okay? So he knows this is coming. Uh, even though he knows this is coming, he, he, he's still, uh, now that he's in the flesh, having a problem submitting to this. He told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. He went on a little further, uh, farther and bowed with his face to the ground, praying, my father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Now, if it had been a period and it ended there, there we would have an, a completely different conversation right now. It relates to our faith. But this, this, script, this verse, this sentence changes everything. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then he returned to the disciples and found them asleep. He said to Peter, couldn't you, couldn't you watch with me even one hour? Remember I talked to, talked to you about accountability? You got to keep yourself. Because when you're going through something, the chances are uh, uh, other people are not going to be experiencing it with the same intensity that you're experiencing it. And if you're relying on them to be your support or your crutch on the way through it, and at, if they don't respond in the way that you want them to, and you're just going, hey, listen, I was going to go to the cross and die for everybody, but Peter couldn't stay awake. <laughs> Do you know the Bible would be a train wreck? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, no acts of the Holy Spirit at all. That's just the end of the book. He, hey, Jesus came, he tried, but his friends, and his friends, he didn't have the right friends. No, no, this has to be something on the inside of you. You have to be self-aware, and you have to be willing to be submitted to what God is telling you to do, even if your support system cannot support you. I know this is good right now. Couldn't you, couldn't, couldn't you uh, uh, keep watching pray so that you will not give in to temptation? For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. That's the truth. That's why you got to have boundaries, strong boundaries set so you don't compromise. Everybody in here, how many people in here got a weakness? If every hand don't go up, the level of altar call I will give today, if I don't see every hand, okay? Everybody in here has a weakness, okay? Weakness is not the problem. Self-awareness and submission is, okay? Then he says, uh, then Jesus left them a second time and prayed, my father, if this cup cannot be taken away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. Now, listen, he went back to check on his disciples again. He came back. 
he, he prayed three times for this to happen. And then once he, re, once he realized it was not going to happen, he submitted. And let me tell you something. What, what I've learned and, and experienced in, in most uh, uh, churches with, with people that, 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 that are strong-willed is that submission is good to them in theory. Right? I'm submitted to my leadership. I'm submitted to my boss. I'm submitted to the protocols of this company. In theory, it sounds good, but, but let me tell you something. Submission is not submission until it feels like submission. It's easy to say that you are submitted when you don't have to submit. But we're going to find out how, how submission really lands on you when you have to assume the position. Okay? My mother worked for the LAPD for 30 years. So, so, so when a police officer says, put your hands up, he's giving you the opportunity to submit. Now, you could be like, but this right here just escalated it. <laughs> so I'm here now. What else do you want me to do? Because I need to go home. Alive. It's 2019. Okay, so so whatever you need me to do, matter of fact, I'm not even waiting on you. You know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> Just in case you want to hog tie me, I'm going home today. <laughs> Most of us like submission in theory. But for the strong-willed in here, you know, you know for a fact, you're like, mm -hmm. but why, though? Could you imagine if Jesus had that posture in his heart? But why, though? I mean, they're rejecting me. They're going to beat me. Why should I even do this for them? They're not going to even, uh, I mean, I mean, th 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 there's so many different things that, that people want to be involved in. They don't even care that I've done this. So why, though? Submission is what will keep you humble and allow you to keep yourself. Let me tell you something. I told you the Holy Spirit will keep you if you want to be kept. I can't tell you how many times I've been in situations and the Holy Spirit has said, go home. Do not reply. Hang up. Drive off. Leave now. Shut up. He's trying to help me keep myself. He can't shut my mouth for me. Well, I'm going to tell you, mm, 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 mm. Holy Spirit must not want me to talk because he just choked me. No, he's not going to do that. You have to do this for yourself. Point number three, write this down. Third thing that you need to keep yourself. Confession. Ooh, you need this one. You got self-awareness, okay? You got submission, but you need confession. Because let me tell you something. Inevitably... There's going to be a smudge. And it won't be somebody else that did it. You did it. 
You know what? I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with too much jelly. I didn't use a napkin. And it got on my shirt. My bad. Just confess it. This is not about perfection. This is not about, uh, about uh, getting perfect attendance. This is about confessing when you missed the mark. When, when, when you aimed for uh, uh, the mark and it just went off to the side. Some days you just don't have it together. And when that happens, you need to be honest enough to just say, my bad, that was me. Now let me tell you how John says it, because John uses some strong language in 1 John chapter number 1, starting at the 8th verse. If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. There's some people, there are some people that love Jesus that believe with all of their heart that, that they have no sin. I'm a saint, not a sinner. I am a saint. Positionally, Jesus has made you righteous. But there's no way you're going to get through life without missing the mark. Listen, I, I took a hot shower before I put on all this white. Let me tell you something. If I go 14 hours in this white, when I take it off, there is going to be some dirt rub around this collar. And I bathed this morning. If you don't think you have anything about you that doesn't need to be maintained, don't bathe this week. Hit it. Don't bathe. Don't put no makeup on. Don't shave. I got a grown on makeup. That was funny. Don't put no makeup on. Ooh. This is barbaric. Move on with your example, sir. This is horrific. If you just try to go three days without bathing, your body would tell you you need maintenance. <laughs> she said one day. I don't need three, right? So, so, so he says, if you claim you have no sin, you're only fooling yourselves. You're not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Here's what I truly believe about the Garden of Eden experience. I believe that if Adam would have uh, uh, eaten the fruit, and, and just spazzed out, right? Ah! Daddy! And went streaking through the garden, screaming to the top of his lungs, Daddy! I think God would have came down, because remember, he had to come down and look for them. What he really wants us to do as children when we mess up is to come straight to him. I messed up, Daddy. <laughs> I broke it. It was me. I did it. I truly believe, and, 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 and some theologians uh, might disagree, I believe if, if Adam and Eve would have ran through the garden, butt naked, screaming, Daddy, we messed up! Yeah, he would have came down, forgave them, right? Had an appropriate blood sacrifice at that moment, and we would still be naked today. <laughs> right now, right now. 
the whole universe would have been set at 72 degrees, somewhere between 68 and 72, and we'd just be walking around, hey, 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 right? No perversion, everything pure, we've seen everything. It would have just been beautiful. But they didn't, they didn't have self-awareness, they got self-conscious. And that compromised everything. So, so self-awareness, uh, and, and then submission, and, and then confession. Now, uh, 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 that verse I just read you is vertical. That's what keeps your heart pure with God. Let me tell you how you get healed. Healed, the way you get healed when you confess is not vertical, it's horizontal. This is why these altar calls have been so important this whole month. Uh, James chapter number 5, verse number 16. Confess your sins to each other. <laughs> I just give those to the Lord. The Lord knows all my stuff. I don't, I, don't, I don't share that with nobody else. You can't trust nobody else. You're traumatized. And because you're still living in that trauma, you can't be healed. I know, I know people that have ongoing struggles with stuff because they've never shared it with anybody else. They, they've only shared it with God, and they realize they don't have any freedom. They don't have any freedom because they've never opened up to another person. God brings us into relationship to heal. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed, right? He cleanses you from all unrighteousness. He cleanses you from all wickedness. We can't do that. But healing, that's what we have each other for, okay? The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Now, uh, I have this memorized in King James, even though I read out of NLT, the, 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 the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Sounds so good in Shakespearean. But here's the truth. I can't pray for you fervently or effectively if you don't tell me where it hurts. I can't tell you how many altar calls I've been at where people come up and I'm like, hey, what would you like prayer for? You know, whatever the Lord shows you. <laughs> no. I'm turning my discernment off. I'm turning word of knowledge off. I'm turning, I'm, I'm, I'm turning words of wisdom off, words in due season, whatever you want to call them, whatever camp you came out of. Because I, 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 I want you to give me the same respect you give your doctor. You don't go to the hospital and go, hey, doc, whatever he shows you. I'm sick. I just, I'm not going to point to it. I just feel like God should tell you if I'm bleeding or not. No, the truth of the matter is you have to say it. And when you're in a safe environment and you say it, here's, here, here's the, usually the reason why the enemy tricks people into not uh, uh, being that forthright when they, when they come up for prayer. Because what are they going to, how are they going to perceive me? How, how will they think of me? When you're in a healthy environment like this, when people come up and, and whatever you say, they just look at you like this. Okay, you ready to pray? Because that, that's the way it should happen. We, we're all acquainted with it. We've, we've all been through our own stuff. You have never seen a, a doctor faint when you came in with your problem. Doctor, I have this itch. It is not going away, and it has caused my whole back leg. And you show him, he's like, ah! Mm. I mean, I know I went to medical school. I'm not going to, mm. Nurse! If you get a doctor that's shocked by your ailment, 
That's not a doctor. <laughs> Even stuff they don't know about, they're like, you know what? I've never, I've never, I'm, I'm going to have to do some research on this. We're going to have to call a specialist. We'll have to call somebody else to, to do this. But, but they're not shocked by it because they understand the human body. And the human body is capable of doing all kind of random stuff. It's the same way we're saying whatever you're into, whoop de doo Unless you get it up and out through words, it will, come, it will continue to come up and out through your actions and through your behavior. And that's the importance of what altar calls are for. So if you're going to keep yourself, it's going to be because you become self-aware. If you're going to keep yourself, it's going to be because you become submitted to do whatever the Lord tells you to do. Not just an express word, but what he's already written in Scripture. It's pretty simple. And if you're going to keep yourself... It's going to be because you confess both vertically and horizontally to keep yourself pure. Ladies and gentlemen, this ends your four-week series on reentry. God bless you. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. If you would like more information on our church, please go to www.embassycity.com. We would love to hear from you. Our prayer is that you have been inspired and transformed. Have a wonderful day and come back again.